What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Anna Kendrick in the movie Greyhound. But first, let's talk about actress Anna Kendrick, who I feel has gone through what most movie stars go through nowadays. She was proclaimed the next big movie star, but like other actresses like Jennifer Lawrence and Brie Larson, just as much as people love to proclaim them as the next movie stars, they love to tear them down. But looking at her career so far, it's shocking the amount of quality movie she's been in. There's going to be a downslide at some point. Their movies aren't all going to be hits. And that's what people aren't realizing when they criticize Anna Kendrick, when they criticize Jennifer Lawrence, when they criticize Brie Larson. They don't understand that not every movie is going to be an awards-worthy film. And with Anna Kendrick specifically, when you look at her filmography, there are a lot of hidden gems in there. I mean, just look at the filmmakers that she's worked with. Jason Reitman and Up in the Air. Edgar Wright with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I mean, that movie is sensational. It's one of my all-time favorite films. She has a small role in that movie as Scott Pilgrim's sister, but that movie is so phenomenal. And each and every actor in that movie has become basically a movie star. Michael Sarah, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick herself, Brie Larson, Aubrey Plaza, Kieran Culkin, the list goes on and on. I mean, that was a movie that in the moment was not a hit. It wasn't an awards contending movie, but when I look back at the most rewatchable films that Anna Kendrick has been on, that's atop my list. I also look at David Ayer's movie, End of Watch, which stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Peña. Again, it's such a small role for Anna Kendrick, but again, that movie is so good, and she's not getting credit for being in these quality films like that. End of Watch is phenomenal. And the first time I really saw Anna Kendrick and said to myself, this is a movie star, wasn't those other obvious ones. It wasn't up in the air. It wasn't pitch perfect. It was the movie 50-50, along with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Lovett. Her role in that movie is when I was like, wow, that is a real movie star. I want to see this person in other films. Her chemistry with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie is phenomenal. Again, she's not the lead of that movie, but those scenes with her and Levitt are the best scenes in the movie, and that movie is so rewatchable. Again, at the time, it wasn't a hit. I mean, it's not always the obvious hits that are the career. It's not just Pitch Perfect. It's not just Up in the Air. Scott Pilgrim is awesome. End of Watch is awesome. And 50-50 is awesome. She also had a small role in the indie film Drinking Buddies, directed by Joe Swanberg, that stars Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde. And again, Anna Kendrick, it's such a small role, but she clearly has a good taste in movies. These are quality projects. And a big studio film that really blew me away was Into the Woods, which was directed by Rob Marshall and Anna Kendrick played Cinderella and she had a fantastic song called On the Steps of the Palace. I mean, that movie is so underrated. That has Meryl Streep, that has James Corden, that has Chris Pine in one of his best roles. Again, it's such a good project. You look at the filmography of Anna Kendrick and she's been in so many really good movies. She's also basically had her own franchise in Pitch Perfect. I mean, all of three of those movies are built around her. So she's able to be in these smaller independent films while also being in these big studio films like Into the Woods and the Pitch Perfect films. I mean, she has musical talent. She is a superstar. She is a household name. People know who Anna Kendrick is, and she's still in smaller movies like The Haulers. The Haulers is a small independent film directed by John Krasinski, and Anna Kendrick plays a pivotal role in this film. She has tremendous chemistry with John Krasinski. I mean, this 
this is the type of movie that doesn't get seen by a lot of people, but proves that Anna Kendrick really is a movie star. She gives a really great performance in that film. And again, when I hear people talk about Anna Kendrick's career, they seem to think that her newer films are not that same quality. But when I look at it, I mean, I really enjoyed Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. It's hilarious, especially the scene where she does drugs with the bride-to-be. It is hilarious. She has great chemistry with Zac Efron. Aubrey Plaza is funny in the movie. It is what it is. Like, I don't think Anna Kendrick went into that movie thinking it was going to be a critically acclaimed comedy. It does what it's supposed to do. It makes you laugh. It is laugh-out funny at times. I've seen that movie probably eight times. I've seen that movie more than Pitch Perfect. Now, would I rather Anna Kendrick make a different movie than Trolls or Trolls World Tour? Sure, but I'm not going to downplay the significance of her career because of her choices. Like, that's what I feel like people are doing. If she doesn't pick a project that lives up to their lofty standards, they criticize her. And again, I feel like that's stupid. And I also love one of her recent films, A Simple Favor. It is a thriller. It is so good. And Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively give performances unlike they've ever given on film. This is a film that not enough people saw. This should have been a smash box office hit. It did modestly well, but more people should see this movie. A Simple Favor again proves that Anna Kendrick is a tremendous actress. I feel like we do this thing with actors and actresses where if their movies aren't doing one or two things, if they aren't making a lot of money at the box office or they're not getting awards recognitions, they don't exist as performers anymore because Anna Kendrick hasn't been in a huge box office smash since Pitch Perfect 3, let's say. Then she's not, she's having a downward spiral of her career and the quality of films cannot be of the same ilk of her earlier career. Well, I think the funny thing about Anna Kendrick is that most of her best movies are not those big size blockbusters that people expect from her. It's those smaller films. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, 50-50, End of Watch, Drinking Buddies. Those are the films that I watch with her the most. It's not Pitch Perfect. It's not Pitch Perfect 2. It's those smaller films that I love the most. I want to talk about the best performance of her career, which I think is up in the air because her character in that shows how awful the industry of downsizing people is for a living because she is heartbroken when she realizes she's done some real harm to these people. Also, without her role in that film, the movie does not work because you as an audience would despise the George Clooney character. There would be no point for you to root for him, but because you see this other young person see the good in him, then you start to root for him as a character. George Clooney is phenomenal in that movie, but without Anna Kendrick, Up in the Air does not work as a film. It doesn't. Kendrick is one of those actresses who can be just as good in a supporting role as in the lead. She's so good in a supporting role in Up in the Air, yet she's also phenomenal as the lead of a movie like A Simple Favor. Like, not a lot of actresses can have that same impact on a movie like she can. I think we're going to do that thing where we're down on Anna Kendrick and then she's going to be in some phenomenal movie and we're like, she's back. But the truth of the matter is that she never really fell in the first place. She's been making quality films from the beginning. Here's the list of Anna Kendrick movies you 
you need to watch to understand how good of an actress Anna Kendrick is. Up in the air, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, 50-50, end of watch, Pitch Perfect, Drinking Buddies, Into the Woods, Mike and Dave Need, Wedding Dates, The Haulers, and A Simple Favor. These movies, to me, prove that Anna Kendrick is one of the best actresses of her generation. And one of the most versatile. Nobody talks about the fact that she does comedies, musicals, dramas. People seem to only want her to do movies like Pitch Perfect, yet they don't understand. She's so good in so many different types of movies. That's why her career is so good to me. There's a vast difference of types of movies that she's in. Like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World could not be any more different than 50-50. Could not be more different than End of Watch. Kendrick works with different filmmakers. She works within different types of genres and she works within different types of movies, comedies, dramas, thrillers. She's basically done it all. And even with all those great performances that she delivered, Anna Kendrick does not get enough due for how good of an actress she truly is. I think there's a lot of quality performances to come from Anna Kendrick and I believe there's an Oscar in her future. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Greyhound starring Tom Hanks. Here's a quick synopsis. During World War II, U.S. Navy Commander Ernest Krauss in his first wartime mission leads a convoy known as Greyhound through the Atlantic while being pursued by German U-boats. I like this movie, but there are some flaws. Let's get right to it. Tom Hanks dominates this movie. He's in almost every scene, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because it's Tom Hanks and he gives a terrific performance. It's bad because no other actor in the film is given any time to shine. Even his character is not given enough of a backstory. I mean, usually in war films, the best ones are not about one single guy. They are about a group of men going through an experience together. And this movie is so obsessed with this one guy and I get it it's Tom Hanks you want the camera on Tom Hanks the entire time but I would have liked more character development from other guys I've seen the movie Castaway I know Tom Hanks can dominate without any actor but there are actors in this movie and they're not given enough time to shine or even any character development at all they are just yes men for this one guy think about his other world War II movie, Saving Private Ryan. There's so many other actors that are important in that film. It's not just a Tom Hanks movie. There's Giovanni Ribisi at times. There's Vin Diesel at times. There's Edward Burns. There's Matt Damon. There are other actors that you care about in the movie, playing key roles in the movie, making the movie feel emotional. This movie, Greyhound, does not feel emotional. It feels suspenseful. It feels thrilling. It feels exciting. It feels a lot of things, but emotional is not something I would put this movie in the category of. I'm not saying I would want other movie stars in this movie. What I am saying is I would want young upcoming actors to shine alongside Tom Hanks. Look at the movie Dunkirk, for example. Kirk had Finn Whitehead, Jack Loudon, Barry Keegan, and Tom Glenn Carney all played pivotal roles in the film. They were alongside other well-known actors like Killian Murphy, like Tom Hardy, but they were given time to shine. You cared about them as characters in the movie, and then they went on to have success after this movie. There is not another recognizable name alongside Tom Hanks. None of the other young people in the movie are given any time to shine for 
me to care about them moving forward. That's what I like about war movies. They work best when they have recognizable names alongside up-and-coming actors. And this movie doesn't have that. It's all dominated by Tom Hanks. I mean, this is clearly a passion project for Hanks. He wrote the script. The only other films he's written are Larry Crown and That Thing You Do, which, by the way, is a phenomenal film. It's one of my most rewatched films. That film is sensational. Everyone in that movie is so good. Tom Hanks directed that. That is the best movie that Tom Hanks has written. Larry Crown, not so great. Greyhound is a fine movie with a good plot, but it doesn't move the genre further. That Thing You Do is a great movie because there's no other movie like that about a band like that, about being a one-hit wonder. As good as Greyhound is, and I think it is good, I think there are a lot of other movies just like it. I don't think there is any other movie like that thing you do. The only other big name in this movie is Stephen Graham, and I am a big fan of Stephen Graham. He is excellent in the Martin Scorsese films Gangs of New York alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, and The Irishman, most notably alongside Al Pacino. I mean, his scenes with Al Pacino in that movie make that movie great. And he also is in Guy Ritchie Snatch alongside Brad Pitt and Jason Statham. That's another phenomenal classic. And Stephen Graham is set to appear in season six of Peaky Blinders alongside Killian Murphy. I cannot wait for that. He is going to fit that show so good. I mean, Stephen Graham is an underrated supporting actor. And this movie, Greyhound, could have used a lot more of him. I mean, his scenes with Tom Hanks are pretty good. The two of them should have had more scenes together. He should have had a more pivotal role to this film. Here's some things I did like about the movie. The CGI is good. It feels epic, which is what I want to see in a war film. Also, the 90-minute runtime is good in that it gets right to the point and it's nonstop. It's suspenseful. It's well executed. The enemy being hidden is something that I found very effective in this movie. But now I want to talk about the biggest flaw of this film. There's a lot of specific technical talk. That is fine, but it's not entertaining. I think the key to a great war film is to get you invested emotionally into the characters. Take the movie Fury, for example. It's about five guys living in a tank together. That's what the movie, it's easy to explain. It's within one sentence. If somebody were to ask me, what is the plot of Greyhound? How would you describe this movie? It would be almost impossible for me to easily describe what this movie is about because it's about being in a convoy and it's about the technical aspects of that. I have no emotional investment into that experience. I get that Tom Hanks is interested in that experience. I just don't think it's thrilling enough and entertaining enough to be a key component to this movie. I think the best war films are easy to explain. What is Saving Private Ryan about? It is about saving this guy, Private Ryan, because his other siblings are dead. Like, that's so easy to explain. Dunkirk is a rescue mission. It's easy to explain. I don't feel like Greyhound is simple enough for audiences to fully understand. Like I was watching it. I understood what was happening, but there's a lot of that technical talk that I had no need for personally. Because again, after I watch this movie, I'm not going to remember any of that technical talk. I'm not going to care if it's right or it's wrong. It's about the emotional aspects of the film that will either propel it forward or hold it back. 
back. Even think about another Tom Hanks film like Apollo 13. Yes, Apollo 13 has a lot of technical talk about space, but you are invested in that man going back home to his family. You're invested in those characters. You know a lot about that guy. You care about that guy. The technical aspect of that film is the least important thing about that movie. It's about caring about that guy coming home because his mission to the moon is not working out. You care about that guy as a person. And with this, yes, this is Ernest Krause's first wartime mission, but that's not really what this movie is about. They don't really delve into what that is about, about this guy who's served the military for so long, served the Navy for so long, and is now just going into battle. I mean, yeah, you would think that that would be more of the plot, but it's that technical aspect. He's just being stern and heroic, which, yes, because it's Tom Hanks, it's entertaining, but the idea of that is not very entertaining because you're not that emotionally invested in this person. At least I wasn't. I feel like this movie is good, but it had the potential to be great, and I think in the hands of a great filmmaker, it could have turned out a lot better. Like, I think if Tom Hanks had reteamed with Steven Spielberg, this film would have turned out great, because I believe Spielberg would have found a way to get me emotionally invested in not just the plot, but these characters. The accomplishment that this man made is fantastic, and yes, it's movie-worthy, but take, a, take for instance the movie First Man. Neil Armstrong isn't that fast because he went to space. He's a fascinating figure because of all the personal trauma that that guy had to overcome. That's why First Man is a phenomenal movie because it gets into all those aspects of his personal life. All we had about Tom Hanks' character Krauss is that he wanted to marry his longtime girlfriend. We didn't have that much of a personal connection to this guy. I think you feel a connection because he's being played by Tom Hanks and I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Like, I'm invested in this character because it's Tom Hanks and I know he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. I think that's the wrong way about going about it and I think they took advantage of the fact that it's Tom Hanks. I'll make this point. If Tom Hanks were not in this movie, I would not have given it the time of day and I would probably not even had enjoyed it at all. But because it was Tom Hanks, I gave it a chance and I really ended up liking it because of Tom Hanks. There should be more to the movie that is really good other than Tom Hanks. That is my biggest issue with this film. Other people should have been given time to shine. Tom Hanks should get you to go see the movie and then somebody else should give a compelling performance. Take A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, for example. I came for Tom Hanks, but I stayed for Matthew Reese. That was such a good movie because there was something other than Tom Hanks to dominate the screen. Like, I think Tom Hanks is a phenomenal actor. I think we all know that to this point. But I want to see him act alongside other phenomenal talent. There's just not enough of it in this movie. Again, there probably are really good actors in this movie, but they weren't given any character development or pivotal scenes that matter in the end. Like, you're not going to remember the scene with what's-his-face in it. Because, again, it wasn't really that important to this movie. It's all Tom Hanks and all the time. Again, it's the thing that makes this movie watchable, but it's also the thing that's holding it back from being great. I mean, at this point, I really want to see Tom Hanks do something different. I'm really excited for the Baz Luhrmann Elvis film, where Tom Hanks will be playing Elvis's manager. Austin Butler is playing Elvis. I can't wait for that movie. I think that's going to be a different type of Tom Hanks movie. In the end, even though I don't feel like this movie moves the war film genre any further, I do think it is worth 
watching. I do think that there's something there. I think it's thrilling. I think the 90 minutes makes it feel epic. Like, again, if this were two hours, I would probably be bored by it. But the hour and a half really makes the movie go by fast. And again, I love this idea of this hidden enemy. And it is a Tom Hanks movie streaming on Apple TV Plus for free. So why wouldn't you check that out if you have Apple TV Plus? I definitely recommend you check out Greyhound. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actress Anna Kendrick in the movie Greyhound. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movie Gun Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving, and the movie Waves, starring Kelvin Harrison Jr., Taylor Russell, Lucas Hedges, and Sterling K. Brown. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.